0: Damien, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> Excuse me, I have some
1: uh, Skinny Girl Margarita in my mouth. Oh my gosh,
0: can we just talk for one second about the fact that I'm on my fourth round of Skinny Girl Margarita Classic Flavor. So I'm a little slosh, but in the best possible way. I think every time I drink this, I lose half of an ounce of a pound.
1: You're just trying to get drunk enough so that you're prepared to return to the bottle of Ramona's Peanut Grigio that we opened.
0: The single Had in my entire life. Okay, I've noticed that you're low on your Ramona Pinot Gris, so I'm gonna pour you some because I'm just that good of a friend. <laughs> so let's smell it. Let's do a little test of Ramona Pinot Grige, Ramona PG. Ramona PG 13, Ramona not rated. It Ramona actually rated smells X.
1: like corked wine. It's bad. It smells. Okay,
0: so we should be honest. When we taped last week's episode, I had pre purchased. Skinny Girl, and Ramona Pinot Grige. Because I thought, like, let's keep it in the thematic family. Let's embrace and support through fiscal responsibility <laughs> our New York housewives, our friends, our our beloveds. And then you showed up, sir, with mm. Yellow Label. I veuve, did. Veuve Clico. I did. And I believe I responded by screaming <laughs> and jumping up in town. So we had... A bottle of yellow label and did not touch the Ramona, which I had already opened. So Ramona, like a fine wine, just getting better with <laughs> "quote unquote" time, and not age, has been in my refrigerator all
1: but all but stewing. four days. All um, but
0: four days, and it smells. Let's just. Take I'd also a like sniff. to say that
1: this bottle of Ramona's Pinot Grigio is from 2014, 2014. <laughs> so it's a, it's it is vintage.
0: <laughs> it is vintage. Much like her original nose. She does still have her original nose, right? That is her nose. I think that is her nose. Mm, Possible. Are there ingredients and sugar in this? I mean, like where it contains sulfites, mazel. Okay, wait. She has a quote on the back. Ramona Singer, Pinot Grigio, a classic varietal producing. (laughs) That was me in my head sounding that out. Producing a wine with crisp acidity and balanced fruit. Great with. Not balanced. (laughs) Not balanced. Um, Great with hors d'oeuvres, chicken, pork, and fish. This wine is also excellent as an aperitif. I suggest you serve at a temperature of 50 degrees. Enjoy Ramona, bottled in Italy. Imported by an LLC in Secaucus, New Jersey. Just probably Ugh. where they stomped the grapes. I mean, it smells like grape, as in grape bubblicious like and Walsh's grape soda. Grape
1: juice. Yeah. And I
0: get a little bit of like a manischewitz vibe from it. If the manischewitz tried to kill itself and then stuffed its dying body inside that bottle. I mean, I, I mean, love grape memorable. soda, and
1: I don't think this is that good.
0: I mean, I get like a spritzer feel to it. Like I've never had a true wine spritzer because I wasn't raised. You know, 10 years <laughs> older than I was actually born, which was, you know, of course, 1996. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't do it. I'm going to have one more little sip. Let me just sip this.
1: Enjoy. And while we're at it, um, hello. It's a nightmare.
0: It's a nightmare. It, t- it tastes like death. <laughs> um, Ramona, if you're listening, which I know you are, because I just tweeted you mm, an hour and 16 minutes ago. Hello, Ramona. We have things to say.
1: Um, hello. Welcome to episode two of Andy's Girl.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be here in my apartment. Yes. In my living room.
1: I'm Damian Bellino.
0: I'm Sarah Galley. And
1: we're excited to talk about, I mean, we have to just talk about Real House of the New York. Um, it was- Because
0: we just watched it.
1: Yes. And it was episode two of this season and it was stunning. Uh- We got to know a little bit more about Jules. We got to see uh, the first conflict of the season, which was with Dorinda and the other girls. I mean, uh, I don't know where to begin. So, first things first. And I do apologize for my sniffles. I'm just getting over You do
0: have a little bit of a head cold. I do. Oh, my goodness.
1: I want to talk about Jules a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. A couple things I noticed about Jules. Her kids are cute, which makes me like her a little bit more.
0: Yeah, her kids are adorable, so that's half her. But she was giving
1: her child a bath before school, and she kept talking about how they are always running late, but, like, no one cares because they go to private school, they need her money. No. I thought, one, that that was irritating. And, two, like, give your fucking kid a bath at night.
0: It's a child. Also, she's never given her child a bath before. The child was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) The child is three years old and has more screen presence and honesty in that two seconds of time than Jules had this entire episode. Like, God bless her for trying, but let's not pretend that she's a full-time mother. She's a full-time, tall, Jewish, Chinese woman.
1: What I wanted. Uh, to uh, what I wanted to talk about with Jules is that I felt like she redeemed herself a little bit later on in the episode. Um, I mean, really, just how, we have to just address this Dorinda thing, right?
0: Dorinda lost her shit but gained even more of my respect, if that's even possible. Like, I appreciate that she went to bat for her sweaty... Obese nightmare of a boyfriend, so strongly in such a, I don't know, New Jerseyan fashion. I mean, she really went from zero to a thousand in a second. And that's what I look for in a true destined to be housewife. And I think it's even more important in New York because these ladies do not fuck around. Like they work, they work hard, play hard, fight hard. Work hard, play hard, fight harder. I mean, genuinely. Like, they do not play. They would eat Beverly Hills alive.
1: What I... I I can't fault Dorinda's for her reaction, though, because it was a party that she was having, and Ramona... I'm sorry, she was commenting... Dorinda was commenting that, like, in a, I believe, a joking way how Carol and Ramona, like, should stop trying to have lunch together. Right. And act like there's a common ground between them and, the, like, they're not just friends, sort of, because of their mutual friends. Yeah. And, you know, Ramona, you stay on that breeze side. Ha, ha, ha. And Carol, you stay downtown and go to places that are gluten-free, vegan. Right. Ha, 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 ha. And then Bethany was like, well, while we're being honest, <laughs> let me tell you that I don't like John's Bethany. approach.
0: Trademarked, as in she's filing for a trademark to own the word honesty from so <laughs> now on. I mean, Bethany is honest, capital H, silent, skinny girl. Yeah. And she's really on top of I need to tell you the truth. It wasn't as bad as Ramona's follow-up of here's how we're going to double down, which was super inappropriate but also necessary in my life. But can we just sidebar for a second as a human person with breasts? I mean, you know, they're small, but they're phenomenal. Um, Why were they at a bra fitting party where no one was actually fitting them into bras? Well, first of all... They look at them. Isn't that the issue with women not knowing what size their bra should be? Oh, I look at it and I know... They assess?
1: They're experts.
0: Are they... Is it like the Long Island Medium, the (laughs) Victoria's Secret? Like, I just know. I just know because I feel like you're a C. Like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: I was sort of into it because I was sort of into them saying that Carol was a 28... Like a 28... (laughs) Which I did
0: not know. Like a 28 That was the tween boy. (laughs) That was when they like carted off just like a little sock and they said, throw it over something and you're fine. Like she doesn't need a bra. She's one of those people. She doesn't need a bra.
1: I feel like my undershirt is like a 38 or a A. (laughs) 40A.
0: I mean, I'm a true 36B, but...
1: Have you ever had a fitting though?
0: I have. I've had people's hands all over my boobs. I'm like... And I try to like, I would like tip you if you told me I was a C, but my, I mean, everyone has essentially seen my entire boobs because my philosophy is like show 95%. (laughs) And then the extra five is after apparently four rounds of skinny girl cocktails. Yeah, no, I go full out with really, um, really cheap Shalom, um, bra and other accessories. But, um, yeah, I was really sort of horrified by that, but That whole, the whole party soiree on Bethany's birthday, that felt like weird timing, to time it, or to schedule it, and then find out it's Bethany's birthday, and as we knew from the flashback, she does not respond well to birthdays. I mean, if you were an avid watcher of Bethany getting married, she talks about how it was also her mother's birthday, and she's estranged from her mom, so it brings up weird memories, and... Is her you know, mo- mo-
1: mother alive?
0: She is alive, and she's apparently a nightmare. Like, she's sold her story a couple times to tabloids, and she'll call Bethany when she doesn't have any money. And she called Bethany when, I think, news broke that she was in the hospital or, like, delivering a baby. And at the time, Bethany was happily married-ish to happily-ish. Wait, the mother
1: was giving birth to a baby?
0: No, Bethany was giving birth to baby Brynn. Uh, okay. And her mother called her apartment while Bethany was in the hospital, and her then parents-in-law answered and were like, oh, we can't give you any information. I mean, understandably, because they were, you know, Jason's parents were phenomenal, heaven-sent relatives that Bethany then discarded when she felt the urge. Um, Yeah, she has a terrible relationship with her mother. And her mother was the one with the eating disorder, which tied into Jules, who... I have to say, I didn't notice it as much last week. Yeah. Or perhaps I was distracted by the fact that the skinny girl was calling someone too thin. Yeah. But holy shit, Jules is fucking thin. Thin. It's, super thin. thin seems, in a way that's distracting from the actual scene itself. Thin in the fact that I hope it's a storyline.
1: It seems like it's going to be a storyline based on like every woman commenting on it. I mean- Carol commented on it. Her
0: shoulders were like, I think I ate them. I mean, genuinely, they, it looked like like a chicken wing, but, you know, without the meat. I mean, it was just bone. She's just bone, her... Her arms themselves, it's very, like, 1943. It's not a good look. It's historical. She's, she's also
1: very tall, which makes it, like, right. even so more... She, she's not, like... Yeah, she know. could
0: potentially weigh as much as Bethany does, but because she's taller, it's, like, a stretched-out frankel, which is yeah. not a great frankel to have. That's not the frankel you want. Yeah. You know, I don't see her at BBQs anytime soon, like, tucking into some size. I mean, she was
1: getting... that. I will give her credit. She was getting that fried shrimp, wasn't she? And then she Jeez. was like, oh, no, I'm kosher. <laughs>
0: and then she gave herself a little ice mikvah, which is a really nice moment for anyone in the, you know, middle America section of our country to find out what a mikvah is. And
1: then Bravo. Which I barely
0: know about. Cause I'm, a, I'm a New England Jew, so we don't really follow along.
1: <laughs> and then Bravo did a cool pop-up video where it, like, popped up what a pop-up video mikvah is. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, which is an ice bath that cleanses or something. I don't know. You know how I actually know a lot about mikvahs? Because Oprah did a special episode where oh, she good. like hung out with some Orthodox Jews. And Sarah Galley, who has been bat mitzvahed, who learned her Hof Torah a good 50 minutes before the actual ceremony itself, got to find out what a mikvah is, which is apparently like a cleansing pool that, I don't know, I think guys watch or something? Like somebody watches you when you do it? I don't know. It's very odd. It seems I'm, like you know a lot. I do know a lot, but a lot of it Oprah and other um, daytime TV have taught me, less so my rabbi, Um, now retired. Shout out, Rabbi Gutterman. Holler. Holler.
1: Something else that we wanted to discuss. Yeah. Was that that there was a list put out this week?
0: Yeah, there was a list put out this week. Is that
1: okay that I bring this up right now?
0: I think you should. I think we should talk a little bit about how maybe the New York Housewives fit into the list this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's great. Um, So a list came out ranking the, I don't even know how many of them are there.
0: 80-something. The
1: 89?
0: Yeah, the 80, all 89 Real Housewives ranked. So a gentleman named Brian Moylan, who I have been obsessed with for what feels like 100 years and is probably like a year and a half who is a recapper for Vulture's blog of Beverly Hills and now New York episodes of Real Housewives, who is just a housewife savant. I mean, he writes in the spirit of individual housewives. He had a recurring theme where Jill Zarin was plotting to kidnap and, like, murder housewives after she was fired which is potentially <laughs> real <laughs> like that's a future episode of dateline will Jill
1: Zaren ever come back in any sort of capacity as a guest or a, in a cameo role just to fuck with the current housewives
0: she wouldn't do it to fuck with the current housewives she not would like do it to be on tv she well, would ver- accept whatever role was presented to her do you, you her think the production
1: Donald. will ever do bring no, it back
0: 100 no and here's why I think that that would potentially be interesting and certainly much more devastating to Bethany and other current cast members than Kelly, Kaloran, Ben Simone's like random cameos here and again at Aviva's fashion show and then last season at Boutique. Boutique, Boutique. Uh, we, at don't all. We'll we don't care. We don't care. We will never go. Um, see us there next week. Um, so I don't think that will happen because Jill's Aaron A is so. A personal nightmare. B. Just it, kidding, Jill, if you want to be Just guest, kidding, can't. Jill. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Text you. Never. Um, wants it way too much. Wants it in a way that's actually unhealthy, I think, for the other cast members and also for potential storylines. And C. She made a um, lauded return to watch what happens how long ago? In the past year, it feels like. Yes, it might within, have been within the year. Within the year. And unbeknownst to His Highness, our big daddy, Andy Cohen, was having her assistant secretly record the the taping because she was so paranoid that she would be bitch edited. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was she was edited actually in a very kind, discerning manner, but it leaked to the tabloids and to Bravo executives, including His Highness Andy Cohen, that She had been secretly recording it all along, and he has publicly said what a ridiculous, horrific decision that was. So, I think that she crossed over like, talk about breaking the fourth wall. I don't think she will ever be a participant on a housewife show. I mean, I know she was on Millionaire Matchmaker, right? With
1: her son, daughter, was her daughter, a, when
0: Allie was like, in need of a matchmaker, even though she's like 21, 22. So, what is she doing on the show except and like, she's five millionaire. her millionaire. None of them are millionaires. They have, <laughs> maybe they've seen like a dollar. They're dollionaires. Maybe they're a thousandaire. Yeah, they're a hundred percent not millionaires. Um, so it's all very strange. Meanwhile, if you follow Jill Zarin on social media, like she's in China right now. She's gallivanting all around the globe. She's fry- She's flying um private planes, which I don't remember her ever doing. Aside from borrowing a friend's, when Allie went to like weight loss camp, which she is was in Sharknado or something, was right? What?
1: She was in Sharknado or
0: was she? In, oh, she was in some dumb dog movie. versus like, like an octopus. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano versus like a labradoodle. It was a like, horror sort of... comedy. But do you remember that she got in the news? Poor Jay Z, Jill Zarin, obviously the only Jay Z I care about. She was in the news because on the way to the premiere for the movie with the woman from Gossip Girl, she got into a car accident on FDR. With who?
1: Kelly Rutherford? Yeah, she
0: was no. in that movie with Kelly Rutherford. And so then Jill was like, I'm an actress now, I'm moving to LA, which Wait, hasn't that come to pass. <laughs> yes, it did. She was in like a scary movie with Kelly Rutherford. We haven't watched that. Maybe we should. Maybe that would be like a blooper reel moment. Yeah, and then got in a car accident on FDR and I think like an Uber or something. I don't think it was a personal driver. And then had to go to the hospital and milked the shit out of it. It was in like every tabloid. It was in everything ever that Jill Zarin got in a car accident on the way to her premiere. And then poor thing couldn't do the step and repeat. She had like a concussion or whatever. So she had to like phone it in and tweet. And you know she went to kill herself. You know 100%. So, Well,
1: that's good to know.
0: Right? So that brings us to, that's a full circle moment. Jill Zarin, call me. I love you. I die for you. Not really. I need an apology for season three. Um, Brings us back to this list, which, uh, beloved listeners, you can go to Thrillist.com and read Brian Moylan's list of all 89 Real Housewives ranked now I had some real thoughts so it's all 89 Housewives so let's go at the top which is obviously the worst most disgusting of all the Housewives the people at the end um, the cast of Real Housewives of DC nobody cares I didn't care and then Potomac boring boring blah 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 want to die so although I have to say that there are oh, some
1: me. like I feel like Karen and Giselle have given me enough to like them more than some like flash in the paint like Kim Fields is worse than them
0: Yes, and Kim feels is is ranked higher, slightly higher, but is ranked higher. Yeah.
1: Also, like almost Karen all, is like giving
0: the, me something. Yeah. Kim's giving me something. I personally enjoy Giselle. I don't know why. I feel like she like looks like a fairy. I and kind I of really like Robin. That.
1: Anyway, the point is that there are. So I, oh, I die for Robin. I feel like Potomac was a little bit treated a little bit miss, uh, a little bit unfairly. It's its first season, it's still like finding its footing.
0: Right, and I think Ashley should be ranked higher just by the nature of being married to an obviously gay man.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You keep commenting on that. I didn't pick up on that He's the same way. He's gay. Yeah, my gay daughter didn't...
0: He's gay <laughs> as a straight woman who's dated. servant <laughs> of closeted gay men. Okay, I mean, I believe... Really, I dated a closeted gay man for a solid month. He, on our first date, said, what's your favorite Sondheim lyric? And I was like, you choose. And then he came up with six different options. I mean... But you
1: continued to date him on your phone. I did
0: because I said, let's see where this lands. And it landed a month later where he cooked dinner, which was just like three or four courses of things with bread and cheese, which is not what you want. I downed a solid two bottles of white wine. Unfortunately, not Ramona Pinot Gris, which (laughs) would have done the job a lot sooner. And then we watched his high school video of him conducting oh. <laughs> in the musical theater. And then I took off all of my clothing. And then he said that um, he <laughs> had some issues um, with women because of how he felt in camp. We had to, like, take oh. off his shirt. And then I was stuck there. I was in Harlem. Like, it was, like, 4 a.m. I had several bottles of white wine and various breads and cheeses. And thought to myself, okay, you are an actual gay man. Oh, and boy. I am in your bed right now while you drink Poland's spring water and try to sleep. I mean, it was a real, that was a lifetime highlight moment. Like, that's a future thought catalog piece. I mean, it was a real. Cool. You are an actual gay man. Um, which reminds <laughs> me of Ashley Darby from Potomac. Oh, boy. Continuing on past Sarah's dating life. Um, so, we have people from Miami. Nobody cares about. Joyce from Beverly Hills at number 67, nobody cares about. Kim Fields at number 66, also the number for the devil, I'm sure unrelated, uh, with just some comments about how, sadly, this former Facts of Life star always thought she was too good to be on the show, and she opted out after her first season, a huge disappointment. Yeah, I would say there were many disappointments associated with Kim Fields being on Real Housewives of Atlanta ducking down to the fact that the twins from jersey were 63 and 64 nobody cares talk about a housewife of new york Kristen takeman she is ranked high she's at 57 i know she's at 57 of 89 feels too high right maybe she got extra points for being married to josh still i mean having sex with josh i feel like she should get an extra 30 points ahead which is what she got for that awful sock of a man um so a couple questions. Number one, my beloved light of my life, Erica Jane Girardi, at number forty-seven and not top ten, let alone top fifteen. Is this how people feel? Number one about watching Miss USA, which I've never understood. But now I really appreciate because she should be top ten. I think she should move on to the next round. I think
1: it's because she only has one season on her, under her belt. I've, or yeah, she's not even had a reunion yet. I feel like. People change, and I think that's part of it. I feel like what I appreciate about this list is it really does respect the woman, the housewife that evolves. And I think right. that Dorinda and Erica Jane, in particular, are both really great, but they haven't. Are they
0: too singular?
1: Well, they just haven't had the time to prove that they're not going to turn into. Yeah, something but that, if
0: you have a racehorse, if I knew anything about sports, I would quote one of the horses. I don't know any of the horses' names.
1: Seabiscuit.
0: Like, sure. <laughs> so Seabiscuit. Well, that's the one with Spider Man. That's the only reason I know it. Sea Biscuit. Was Seabiscuit always really talented? Was Seabiscuit, like a super talented fast horse? No,
1: I think he was like a. Oh, he
0: was a fuck up, right? I think so. So Erica Jane is not a Seabiscuit, because she is just a thoroughbred. I don't know who is. Wait. Maybe Carol. Maybe <laughs> Carol Ma- is Sea Biscuit. Ma-
1: Megan Kim, King Edmonds is, is
0: above, above Erica Jordan. Although I
1: am into er- Megan King Edmonds.
0: Megan King Edmonds is should be ranked high I actually appreciate her at number 45 because I have to say if there is one person that should be congratulated for bringing down Brooks heirs it is Megan King Edmonds she would not let it go and that's an (laughs) example of using your housewife power for good like she did
1: I agree and she's moving
0: every two months for some reason that was always also speaking of
1: husbands who are probably gay
0: Jimmy nobody wants to have sex with him he's gay. not a man or a woman he it is, didn't make sense and they were like gay. renting their houses and she didn't have any of her own furniture and she was another skinny mini too that one i but i appreciated her i actually think yeah, I I, she's back on oc she
1: won me over by the end
0: right and then the whole thing with her um how was that woman related to her Jimmy's ex-wife, Leanne... It was his ex-wife with cancer. ...who then passed away before the reunion, which gave Megan an even stronger argument about how reprehensible Brocares was was. for lying about cancer when she had a beloved member of her extended family through her current husband, maybe since separated. I mean, who knows how long that clock will tick. But, um... Yeah, she was a real, she was a real go-getter. Now, here's a question for you. Also, Eileen
1: ranked too high at forty-two, in my opinion.
0: Eileen Davidson, what is the point of her? What is the point of her hair? <laughs> Eileen Davidson is in my nightmare marriage with a <laughs> Eileen's hair is like her husband; like it used to be fine, and then it just, <laughs> and now she has this like grayish, orange, weird streak in her bang that just. I mean, I like Eileen like because who is I, not sitting like, her down and saying I, you married like a pro golfer whose dad was famous in the '60s? It her, doesn't make sense. Her
1: well, her husband was an is an actor, right?
0: No, in the '80s, the when Kim was an actor, her husband was an actor, and then her much father-in-law like Kim, was an actor. Much like Kim Richards is an actor, her husband is an actor. Yeah, right. a work, quote-unquote working actor.
1: And that I I'm into. Here's why I like Eileen. I like Eileen because I do think that she keeps. People on task. I don't think... I think she's good at, like, standing up for herself. Unlike You
0: do think she's good or you don't think she's good? I do.
1: Like, I think she did a good job of speaking up to Lisa Rinna, even though that didn't go over so big.
0: Eileen talking to Lisa Rinna. They're like friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, yeah. LVP. Yeah. 100%. She, like, she
1: brought up the conflict at least in a.
0: Repeatedly.
1: Repeatedly. Um, and I liked that she...
0: But in a less grating way than Lisa Rinna. So at least for her, she knows how to act like a human person. It doesn't
1: feel like she's bringing it up for. And I really.
0: For the plot line. I really she, do she... mean that. No, this I get her... that. No, I 100%, I, understand. I I 100% if it was, understand. I
1: think if it was the real world, Lisa. Elizabeth, what the fuck is her name? Eileen. Okay, Elizabeth Berkeley. Um, Eileen... <laughs> it's, a dream. Oh my <laughs> it's my <God>. dream cast. <gasps> I think that in, um, the real world, that Eileen would just be like, fuck this, I'm not gonna hang out with this woman. But she knows it's gonna be on television, so she's like, I need to rectify this and be, hold this woman accountable. Yeah, Lisa but, Rinna is right? making it like, I have to do this because it's gonna well, create I the drama. Well, I think
0: Lisa lives in a universe in which when something happens to someone else, it affects Lisa Rinna mm-hmm. and only Lisa Rinna. Like Lisa Rena says, why are you going to lunch with this person? Don't you know what they did to me? And that should be the only argument that matters as opposed to I understand that I have my life to live and others can make their own choices. Like it all circles back to the world in which Lisa Rinna exists and mm. that is one filled with lip plumpers and mm-hmm. nothing else. Okay, Aviva Drescher at 41. The leg takes it. And this is a quote I love. Perhaps the thirstiest of all housewives after Jill Zarin. Hey, Jill, you're listening. I know you are. You have a Google alert. Aviva wanted to make great TV and went as far as to throw her leg at a party. But the best housewives are authentic. Whereas her shenanigans and her lies about Carol using a ghostwriter always seem contrived. And that's exactly right. And that was my issue with Jill Zarin, too. She was playing too heavily into being a script doctor and a script writer and not enough into, like, let me live my life.
1: I would argue that re- that Lisa Rinna is 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 playing up, is on a fine line there now, too. That she's becoming really concerned about pushing plot and less, like, about just kind of being in it.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, let's skip ahead a little bit to your BFF and my arch nemesis, uh, who I really... Say many things about uh Brandy Glanville at number 25. No one has gone from underdog to goat. What? Is she a goat? Sure. Faster than Brandy, who was skewered by the sisters Richards when she was first introduced, but eventually took her quote unquote no filter shtick too far and started lashing out in violent and unpredictable ways. Remember when that pizza got assaulted? That was so sad for me. That carbs and those cheese if bethany is a good version of unfiltered which i agree with brandy is her evil cousin cruelty masquerading as honesty i think that's 100 percent right and i think she is inherently self-destructive and nothing will ever convince her of the fact that future or present friends are future enemies
1: i think what i like about this list and and why i like brandy and why I, i agree with that assessment but i also think that like that i think her ranking is perfect if not she should be higher because she is higher
0: than unf- lower like closer to the top
1: yeah and i think that i mean i think she's pretty pretty right there 25 but like she is unfiltered
0: that's the name of her chardonnay like which to, you could not pay me enough money to drink
1: to Enough me money. to me sometimes i feel like the like it doesn't need you don't need to be unfiltered in a good way to be great television and you don't need to be unfiltered in a good way to be honest and i feel like Brandy is, like, is who she is and she is owning it. And she's funny and she calls... She calls people out on their bullshit. Like, she calls... I liked that she called people out on their bullshit. I liked that she defended Kim Richards when everyone decided it was their job to, like, remind an alcoholic every time they got a chance on national she television. She
0: didn't, she initially said that Kim Richards was on crystal meth. She, I mean, she, and I, <laughs> I mean, and her, I, mean, her, she landed on Kim Richards when she pissed off everyone else. I mean, and Kim was the only person and so broken that she needed a little Glanville in her life. That's the only time that they, came circled back to each other and became friends because
1: everyone else left them alone
0: because everyone else deserted them because they're horrible awful i think that,
1: i think that kim gets real vilified for being an alcoholic though which is like that
0: i don't think she gets vilified for being an alcoholic i think she gets vilified for being kind of a dick when she was saying this stuff about, listen, Harry Hamlin, whatever the fuck is going on in Lisa Rana's personal life, which nobody really knows about and Kim keeps referencing for some reason. I mean, to just say stuff like that without having proof, like we live in a time showing the receipt. But that's
1: diff that's that's no different than people implying that Kim isn't being sober if she's not opening up about that.
0: Just no, if you, Kim, have a, no. if you have a Kim, history of uh, if Kim was not over Kim was, was she, Lisa Rinna I can't believe I'm defending her but she was really right that last season Lisa Rinna was saying Kim you're speaking in a way that doesn't make sense you have a here you have a history of um alcohol abuse and drug abuse like something isn't right are you okay and she was right Kim had relapsed and wasn't telling anyone
1: I feel like that is no different than someone saying what about you and what I know about you and your husband like that's no different if, if mm-hmm. someone if someone's not owning
0: I'm right. Just, if they're if they're not able if to I be honest say, with themselves, and
1: if you say I have an eating disorder or you say I'm an alcoholic and I say I'm not, then it's like, it is what it is. We sign up. You sign up for these shows. Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin are just as much to be like. I don't think Kim's out of line or a dick for that. I think she's just using, it's her defense, it's her way of defending herself.
0: But here's the thing. I don't think there were any actual rumors about that. I think Kim was just pulling stuff out of her ass and then she couldn't back it up because at the reunion last season, Lisa Rinna said, um, show me the receipts, like tell me also, what it is. And Kim, there was nothing Kim could say cause she couldn't think of anything.
1: But also Lisa Rinna stood up and was like,
0: yeah, hot dog, what, what do you got?
1: <laughs> huh? What? He was fucking the dog? He was fucking the dog? Right. Which all that makes me think is that there is something that is, that she's sitting on the cheese.
0: There very well might be, but Kim didn't have the proof. Totally, I'm not saying I'm. Yeah. Whereas Lisa Rinna was like, "You are high or drunk." Right. Right. But Lisa now. Rinna
1: didn't have proof either, except that she except did, at this point. and
0: that Kim was behaving in a weird manner. Whereas Kim just sort of pulled it out of her ass and was like, "You're married, obviously. There must be something there. There's a grain there that I can manipulate." That's,
1: but that feels shitty to me. That like, salt that's like it's like literally pushing someone and be like, uh, "You're relapsing." So. so
0: wait, so we need to talk about this. So the Beverly Hills finale was last night. Yes. You saw the scene with Lisa Renna talking to Kim and it then was so Kim weird. saying, Okay, so I watched that scene four or five times and could not figure out what the fuck was happening. I, don't think I anything... genuinely don't understand. Kim was saying like I feel like you're making jabs at me. I felt like I should have seen those jabs, but what I saw was Lisa Renna maybe passive aggressively saying, Kim, I wanna make sure you're okay. But also are we not supposed to pretend Are we supposed to pretend not to know that Kim has been arrested twice, is on probation? No, we know her ex husband died of cancer. She was living at Kathy's house. Hopefully, she found a rental that would take her first and last month's rent. Can be difficult to manage. Like, what? Why are we not supposed to talk about that when it's been in the news? I thought that. I mean, why are we supposed to play ignorance with her? Are we? I feel like we are because Kim's response was, I feel like you're making jabs at me to Lisa Rinna when Lisa Rinna is essentially saying like, I hope you're okay, I hope you're stable, which I don't think is an inappropriate thing to say. Of all of the things that Lisa Rinna has said this season, Munchausen and everything else, I actually thought she was spot on with saying to Kim, even if she wasn't 100% being like caring and zen Buddha-like about it, I felt like she was not making an inappropriate comment to say i hope you're okay what are your thoughts
1: um i feel like lisa has nothing invested in kim richard's sobriety so like she doesn't really care if she was
0: a little passive aggressive do you think yeah she also she she also also said that she
1: thinks that kim Richards is evil
0: i think kim Richards is a little evil i think she's at her core a mean woman
1: i think that she's just a really broken and sick person and i I don't, like, have... I don't, like, love her. I just feel like it's a weird thing that, like... That
0: so we should, like, pity her and not judge her?
1: Yeah, sure. Pity her or just, like... I also just think it's weird that, like, that has become the plot line. And I think that's why she wasn't on the show anymore because it was, like, this Well, can't I don't keep... think she
0: could physically She can't it. do it. She can't do and it. And I
1: think that they knew that they would become liable if they kept her on the show.
0: Oh, 100%. But
1: also, like, it's weird. It's, like, it's it's real TV and it's sad and, and it is compelling at the same time. But when when it became less about the core group of women and the women who knew Kim, when it became like Lisa Rinna and Eileen, that felt weird to me. Like, I don't feel like there's any part of that relationship between Eileen and Kim that, I mean, between Lisa Rinna and Kim that is real. So like, that's why I, that's why I have, that's why I was so team Brandy and Kim because I felt like no one else cared about Kim's sobriety. Everyone else cared that they felt like Kim was drunk on a trip and that they had to keep calling that out. But like, no one else knew the history there, and like no one else was opening up the, their own personal lives. Like we don't know anything about Eileen and Lisa Rinna from their first season, and we right. still don't really. And Eileen was pissed off when people called out the fact that she met her husband because well, of an he affair. Still,
0: right, right, like, right.
1: so, like you haven't, you, neither of have you have shown any of your right. dark well, secrets. And Kyle and Kim just keep oversharing their very strained relationship. Like Lisa Vanderpump hasn't really shown anything. She just manipulates everything. Like, that's why I find Kim and Brandy to be sad, but that's why I also team them, because I feel like they own the fact that they're both messes, and that they're both flawed, and we see that, but, like, everybody else just kind of gets a shit on them and be like, we're relatable, you're flawed.
0: So what do you think about Lisa Vanderpomp? Because everyone is against her, and I just don't really, I don't really know. Everyone in the really
1: public know. or everybody on the show? Everybody
0: on the show. The public, I think, is... I, still on her side, I think 100%. The, I think the Mini public Pony is... Mini Pony and everything. Yeah,
1: I think the public is very much still on her side. Um, I think that I... When the season started and things started to like happen with the Munchausen thing, I was like, oh, this is going to be the season at Lisa Vanderpump sort of her... It's like the end of her reign. I feel...
0: Wait, why the end of her reign?
1: In that... I think that people are going to finally call her out for her bullshit. Oh, and... for na-
0: manipulating behind the scenes. Yes,
1: but I don't know. I think the public is so enamored with her, and I think that's something that was great. I think she was she ranked very high on the list. What two or three? Yeah,
0: she was or four. High, guess, she was in the four. top ten. Meanwhile, Kim Richards BT BTW sixteen, which is 16. which
1: I think I think is appropriate. I mean, she's like not the most compelling, but also like the most has shown the most. Well, the most with the exception of probably the Lisa
0: Vanderpump was number four and brian said lisa pulls off the amazing feat of living in an enormous estate in one of the nation's toniest zip codes with six swans too many ponies nearly a dozen dogs and one devoted and doting husband while still coming across as relatable
1: yeah i think that here's the thing i think that there are two there are two in my you know in this binary that i'm going to create there are the housewives who are not particularly likable or who are not particularly relatable but make sh- great tv who who show every part of themselves and all of the despicableness and I think that's Brandy I think that's Kim I think that's Teresa I think these are people that are incredibly flawed do you think
0: that's Bethany too? to some extent? no
1: I think that Bethany reflects the other type of thing which is like
0: maybe Sonia even though she lives in her own world yes I think Sonia I think
1: Ramona I think these I think they're they're...
0: Ramona now Ramona
1: not original Ramona Ramona like as she became as her Ramona
0: Undone
1: But I think that then the other version is people like Bethany and NeNe and um, Lisa, who sort of like... LVP. Yes, I'm sorry, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, people who have... uh, Who find a way to remain relatable to their audience while living, one, extravagant lives, or two, sort of being grating. Like, Bethany and NeNe are, like, not super likable, but somehow find a way to maintain their fan bases and find a way to, like, seem relatable in a way that people are like, Yeah! Bethany's like <laughs> Bethany's so honest. You're like, yeah, you need Nene because she tells it like it is, and it's like right. they're both pretty insufferable in their own ways, but yeah. peop- the, but they still have people on their side,
0: right? No, that's a really good point. Sorry,
1: I feel like I'm just gotten to like a really impassioned, like, rage no, monologue about really Kim Richards.
0: <laughs> now, Countess Luann, clocking in at number eight, taught us the Countess taught us that elegance is learned, but it seems like this faux royalty was born with the ability to amuse us. While she can be infuriatingly prim on some occasions when Luann lets her quote-unquote short hair short hair down and tells us all to be cool, not all like uncool while wearing her hangover sunglasses, how can we not listen? And let's not forget the time she got caught trying to lie about hooking up with a Johnny Depp lookalike she picked up on vacation. There's a reason the Countess has been around for so long and is still going strong. Now, I had some real concerns watching tonight's episode when who was it? Bethany and Ramona were talking. Was that right? Did I make that up in my head? Was that The Skinny Girl talking? That uh, talking about how Luann was like convoluting some shit and was not being on the A team. It felt a little bit like they were was- doing an LVP edit where they were talking about. Luann it was the way that Carol and Bethany. Carol and Bethany where they were talking about Luann as being more of a mastermind than I think she actually is. I mean I think Luann like tries on different hats to be honest. I, I As we spoke about last week I don't think she's great at choosing a lane and sticking to it and I don't think she's duplicitous in any way. I mean I, I think when she feels something she feels it until she feels something else. I don't think she's as Malicious or mean spirited or um, strategic, as Lisa Vanderpump is spoken about being in Beverly Hills, I got a little concerned that they're going to do a crazy edit, an evil edit, a wicked witch edit on Luann this season, and that is concerning to me.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: I don't think she naturally lives in that world. I think they're relying a little too much in the Adam storyline from last season. Which is going to change this year because I don't, I think that, I I think that Carol is, has an understandable reticence to being within 10 feet of Luann. Like, I get that. I would understand that. I would be, I would probably be exactly like that if I was in her position. But I don't think Luann is a mastermind. I really don't. I really genuinely don't. I I think she's a lot lighter than that.
1: Yeah, I do too. I don't. I feel like everybody, I don't think that anybody in New York is a villain the way that other women have. The other. Or the
0: way that Jill Zarin was.
1: True, yes.
0: I mean, Kelly Kaloran Simone was like actually a fucking lunatic, but she wasn't a mastermind. I mean, she could barely put one foot in front of the other. I feel
1: like everybody in New York now currently is liked in a way. That there isn't like. There's nobody who's calculating to pit other women. Right. Like, anybody. crazy, but... I mean, based on the first episode, I mean, based on this, tonight's episode, that was Bethany, the way she pulled that shit with him, Dorinda. It was Bethany and Ramona. As well. Yeah,
0: that was not an appropriate setting. And, and they you have to know that conflict. Dorinda, when Dorinda gets a martini face, like, you know not to cross But it her. didn't
1: even seem like she was drunk when that... Incident happened. I think she
0: had some white wine. I didn't see a, a martini glass in front of her physically, but I think she probably pre-gamed it and then had some white. And then has her Dorinda face, where she doesn't come to like fuck around. Dorinda doesn't like play. Dorinda, when you go after someone that Dorinda cares about, and I think that she she talked about it during the episode, and we saw it a little bit in the preview. She brings back when someone um, is criticizing a man that she has chosen to be with. She immediately flashes back to her relationship with her deceased husband, whose name I believe is Richard. Yeah. And she immediately goes to that place of, you know, I've already buried one person. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to lose again. Like, I'm not going to lose another person. So if she's choosing to shtuck this sweaty, blobby mess of a, of a, blob of a guy Uh 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 like mr monsieur paulette then i i don't begrudge her for that and she knows that she's making a choice and when she feels like someone is criticizing that she goes back to the the very core of her being which says i've lost someone again i've lost someone before i don't want to do it again i think that's it she goes into like protective Mama bear mode, and she just will not put up with it. I mean, talk about zero Fox. Bethany might put it on a sweatshirt, but I think Dorinda lives it.
1: You know who else lives it? Who? Erica Jane.
0: Um, Erica Jane, have you seen the Erica Jane video? I searched for it on YouTube. No, whatever. She called the whatever it's called,
1: I don't give any fucks. Or right.
0: Something. <laughs> she looks like a little Harajuku tween, yeah. and I die for it. There's only a preview. There's no I didn't full watch it. There's no full available video clip of it. I think she's gonna do some sort of massive rollout with some of her husband's like billion dollars and make it happen, which I'm so appreciative of. So number seven, Vicky Gumbleson, family band, love it. Number six, Ramona Singer. Mm-hmm. Ramona Singer is like a hyperactive child who can't possibly get her hands on enough Pinot.
1: Can I say something about Ramona?
0: Tell me. Never Turtle seen... Time, hashtag Turtle Time, let's have a drink of Ramona Pinot Grigio and then I'm gonna go die. Cheers. Uh,
1: cheers to Ramona.
0: To Ramona, this is terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Oh, the oh.
0: burn. <laughs> the after effect.
1: Someone tonight, they were talking about Ramona, and it was, um, I think it was Dorinda, Carol, and Bethany.
0: Okay, into it.
1: And they were talking about how Ramona is always talking and how she's always running her mouth. And Dorinda said that Ramona's harmless. And this is before the incident with them. She said Ramona's harmless. She said she's known a lot of women like that who weren't harmless and it was sort of like bethany saying yeah you know every time i get close to ramona then i find myself getting burned right but like she's harmless and i and i would like just to say that i always find her to be maybe my one of my all-time favorite housewives because i think she does run her mouth and i do think she is narcissistic but i overall think she's harmless like i think she's really funny like i think that there are a lot of housewives that are not harmless i think they run their mouth to push storyline i right. think they run their mouths kenya to make, yeah i think i mean i think anybody
0: in atlanta yeah anybody in new jersey even
1: lisa rinna lisa, lisa vanderpump rinna it's people who talk a lot to to keep things away from their personal yeah, life of course. and i feel like ramona and doesn't really do that i mean her i mean not, not 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 last now. season not this season
0: she did it before and she went on the attack specifically Um, On top of Luann, and I think it was because she was trying to, as you said, bury the secrets. And by focusing on Luann's alleged cheating, by focusing on uh, Luann's now ex-husband's assured cheating and the um, African princess thing. I mean, I think that Ramona was intent on focusing on Luann's foibles to avoid... A focus on either hers or mario singer's and i think that now that cat's out of the bag she ha- yeah. she feels a sense of freedom and the zero fox crown may in fact belong to ramona singer um she's
1: able to live in her truth more she's able to be more like bethany and be more honest
0: yeah and i don't think bethany i mean bethany is honest capital h trademark skinny girl blah 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 but She's not talking about her divorce. Now, she's doing that because she's not legally allowed to, but she's honest about her opinions about other people, but she can't truly really be honest about her personal life right now. And I think that's probably where there was such a disconnect last season and where I think she's going to try to evolve this season. I think she she understands and knows that she's on a reality show and we need to see a little bit more of her reality. Now, how she's going to be able to do that legally, I couldn't tell you, but I do think we're going to get a closer to her core, Bethany this season than we did before.
1: It's going to be at whatever she's crying about—her ovarian cyst or whatever she has.
0: Oh my God! Do you think it like burst? I mean, like her. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she to made. Say? Yeah, I don't what's know. To say okay, now following Ramona, counting down this list, Tamra Judge at number five. Now Brian makes an argument that I hundred percent don't agree with, in that he says Tamra's gym business is a bigger business than any of the other orange clutchers have attempted 100% that is categorically false. Vicky Gumbleson is raking in that fucking life insurance money by the barrel. Every time someone sneezes in Orange County, she gets like $3. I mean, it's But that's not ridiculous. like a,
1: that's not a business that's come from
0: the show well, it's grown because of the show, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think Vicky is one of the true secret ballers. I mean, listen, it's not Skinny Girl. You can't drink it, but you can certainly live it. I mean, I think she's so really Should get a doing... life
1: insurance for Vicky?
0: Should we get life insurance? I don't have it right now. I don't have it, but, like, what would someone take? I mean, I tell everyone, bury me in my shoes. No one's getting a fucking thing. God forbid I get hit by a cab tomorrow. Number one, I would own that cab. But number two, if I God, God forbid, such a Jew, knock on everything. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have insurance Because we're so young, we're little babies, yeah. we're a little mid-twenties, late-twenties plus. <laughs> um, number four, Lisa LVP, sure. with her ponies and her dogs and her puppies.
1: I did appreciate the argument that, like, I find Lisa Vanderpump to be annoying, but I do appreciate...
0: Why do you find her to be annoying? I find her at her core to be really interesting I'm... and dynamic and... Like a breath of fresh just, British air.
1: I just don't think she has ever showed anything really honest or made herself very, really vulnerable on television.
0: Real, do you have to be? Aren't there like layers of honesty? Sometimes you find out more about a person and what they think of others. I think what, that that's seems... that how she's older. She's in her whatever. I mean, she's every... in this super stable marriage with a really secure husband. I don't she has think... two kids, one of whom will be a busser forever, the other is like doing the rosé track. I think
1: that that I when the the phrase how what like are there different layers of honesty. Don't, yeah. You can figure out things by how people think about other people. That is feels very misguided to me. I feel like if you're on a reality, show you're signed up to show yourself and show your reality. What is
0: she not showing, though? Because she's not getting into a fight with a child? I mean, like, what is she not showing? I mean, I don't... Genuinely, think, what, what is she not showing? Layers to her personality. We What never if did... she's in a secure marriage? Well, she I, has a everybody... shit ton of money, so she's not as stressed out naturally as, like, a Kim? But
1: everybody is insecure, and everybody's vulnerable, and everybody cries, and Lisa Vanderpump doesn't show that. And she has made that very evident this season because she can't apologize for doing anything and she can't see her fault in anything because I think that she is in able to, unable to show that part of herself. What did so. you
0: think about Apology to the morally corrupt Faye Resnick when she was leaving where she's like I'm sorry. She, <laughs> she was out the door. It was so false and I loved it. I mean, <laughs> i, I like, also, yes that's what Faye Resnick deserves which is nothing. It was
1: also funny when she apologized to Eileen and it was basically like Siren and Bergerac because like Kyle, Kyle told her what to say but like It's not funny when it's like, oh my god, Lisa Vanderpump's the best one. And it's like, sure, but like she's not... That is why I feel for these other people who are gross but show every fucking part of the parts that are melting off of them. Okay,
0: true story. What do you think about Kyle's response to the rumors and speculation that Lisa Vanderpump was trying to... Um, uh, trap Kyle, you know, third person into this whole Munchausen's Michigas. What do you think about Kyle's on response? On the show. Yeah, of course. What do you think about Kyle's response, response being like, don't worry about it. I, I think don't it's care.
1: weird. I think it totally proves that, like, Lisa, that their, I suppose it proves that their friendship is bigger than.
0: It's
1: bigger um, or more false. It's more false. It, you're, it, absolutely. It's bigger or more false than the show, which is that it's false enough that they aren't even going to bother so that they can keep the peace for the show or it's bigger than the show and that they're not going to like let it bother. But it is so silly. Like Kyle's basically saying, I'm not going to engage in this conflict because I'm fine with the fact that she tried to throw me under the bus.
0: Well, then Kyle talks about it in... Do you read their blogs, by the way?
1: I sure don't. I
0: 100% do. Sometimes other ones. And Kyle said in her blog that she was going through so much with her sisters because at the time she wasn't talking to Kathy and wasn't talking to Kim. And she felt like... In the past and in the past and potentially at moments in this past season. And she felt like the idea of losing her friendship with Lisa was like losing another sister. I mean, talk about it. Like Kyle and freaking Dorinda with these past relationships sob stories that I totally 100% buy. I mean, she felt a little bit like Lisa has become a sister in that their relationship is fraught with potential anxiety sometimes drama it's layered it's nuanced but it might be forever and she wasn't willing to sacrifice a potential long-term relationship because her friend is complicated and complex
1: but then i just feel like the, the shows that shows the kyle has a obviously also has a like a pattern of her own stuff if like yeah, Not
0: being able to, like, come to reality. Yeah, I mean, if, that, if
1: if everyone wants to, it's, again, it's like, then Kyle is still with her shit, you know, all, as Right, well. 100%. It, yes.
0: I don't, I mean, it's all fucked up. It's really crazy. Beverly Hills is, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people are talking about. Wait, one more question about Beverly Hills. Do you think that Kim should come back as a recurring or a full-time cast member, Kim Richards?
1: Well, um, I think that the way it was this season is how it should be until she's maybe in a better place.
0: Right, which is her not coming back. Like, her yeah, like like a, a gassed, yeah,
1: a couple appearances.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I'm into Brandy I,
1: coming back full time.
0: Never. Never!
1: But I think that they're... I, I wonder what will happen. No, we'll there to, would
0: be a cast revolt.
1: I think that they need to do something with... I think that Lisa... I think there's too many actresses on right now. Like, I think they need to figure out what to do with Lisa. Well,
0: I think they're going to get rid of Catherine, because she just did nothing for anyone. And I think that coming to the end of eileen i don't think that you can keep eileen and lisa rena because they move along the same wave and even though lisa rena is i would obviously... prefer them to
1: keep eileen i think get rid of lisa i loved lisa really? Rinna. well i loved lisa rena initially i just like to
0: hate her but i like to watch her i mean i think she's a little bit of the kenya factor
1: yeah yeah i she agree she
0: adds the crazy in a way that she's not aware of like you know she's just doing the
1: most
0: She's doing the most, but some someone needs to. I mean, what would they have done this season without Munchausens? You and I have had this conversation. We did last week. We recorded it. I remember. I don't think that this this past season of Beverly Hills would have been anything without Munchausens, And that makes me so sad for Yolanda, number one, but also like kind of okay because this will give her an outlet. I mean, she said on Watch What Happens This Week that she signed a book deal, like muzzle to her. I think that she will find a new plateau as a single, strong, recovering-from-chronic-illness lady warrior, but I don't know what this season would have been like if they did not have that storyline. It What what would they have talked about? The, the pony? The pony, like, had a fucked-up leg. Like, that's 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that really should be two minutes, but they stretched it to 10 and went to Ohio because there was literally... Not a fucking thing going on, aside from the fact that Yolanda was taking long naps and then would, like, take a selfie on Instagram and everyone was verklempt about it. I mean, it was crazy. Okay, continuing on with this list, because we are in our top two, people. We are in our top two. Number two.
1: Wait, who was three?
0: Oh, number three was Nini. Nini's rich, bitch. Blanc bleep, bloop.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: Um, top two. Skinny girl. Cheers. Can we have a little sip of a skinny girl among glass number four, guys? Not a problem. An opportunity.
1: Cheers.
0: <laughs> um, Bethany Frankel. Bethany started the series single and without a penny. She has now been married, had a child, gotten divorced, started a skinny girl brand empire, started a spinoff, ended a spinoff gotten a talk show ended a talk show like that was her choice and finally returned to the show that started it all this time around she's wiser and brasher than ever it's true I mean it's true now I can't talk about number two without talking about number one and I 100% need to give get your thoughts Brian Moylan the know-it-all dramaturg of the real Housewives empire says that the number one best real housewife out of 89 bitches is Teresa Giudice. And he starts it off by saying this is going to be controversial because fuck yes it is. I think she's maybe the most well-known, but because she's a felon? I don't think it's because of her accomplishments. Listen, she throws a table like a motherfucker. That moment with Danielle Staub is in the record books in the Real Housewives canon. Does she deserve the number one spot? I mean, this is swirling in my head. I don't know. I feel like Bethany does. I mean, I feel like I could even make the argument that Vicki Gumbelson does. I think that in the Real Housewives world is Teresa number one. I now I'm just going to say, She's certainly duplicitous because this whole thing of the whole behind-the-scenes machinations with Kim D and implying that Melissa Gorga was a stripper, which feels so dumb when you think about all the stuff that teresa has been through since. I mean, she's been to prison. Talk about, like, bitches. I mean, she really has been and hit rock bottom, but... Does that make her number one? Is she well, really? Is she really the best housewife? The top housewife? The top dog?
1: Top I think house? that I I wouldn't have gone that way in my brain. I don't think if I made the list myself. But I don't disagree with it because.
0: All those the posh fashion show.
1: I just feel like. Fights.
0: I think, think if. Bitches.
1: I think if you think about. Whatever it is that. Makes a great housewife. You know it's like what they show on the show it's how they sort of come out of the show and to make themselves a business person name
0: recognition solid crazy family um real issues with castmates yeah i I mean i think that bethany and i think
1: bethany and nene are the two most well-known real housewives and they're number two and what three
0: yeah top three
1: but i think that Teresa has shown a more more has gone through more on television and is also isn't a fan favorite or maybe maybe has her own set of fans but like certainly was never the voice of reason i think that bethany is the voice of reason or was on new york and i think is again yeah and i think that's why people like her and i think that people don't like teresa tree like caroline for um, that reason wait
0: andy cohen has publicly said that if, that during the reunions if her fan group of sociopaths don't feel like she's being represented well they will harass the crap out of him. They call themselves tree huggers, which I actually yeah. think is super adorable. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Juicy Joe calls her tree. So with that, I will give her a mazel. Like that is my mazel moment.
1: I think that um, I I kind of think it's a great. It is a controversial choice, and I think it was like intentional to like create conversation. But it makes sense because she went to fucking prison and is still on the show. And they waited. They held they production waited. for. <laughs> so she got
0: back. I mean, what is that? She. Thing of her for, to her castmates, Like, you are not enough.
1: I mean, I think if maybe if they had Caroline that they would care that they would have been more interested. But, like, yeah. there's, that Teresa, like, there's no one else on Dynamic Enough on New Jersey besides Teresa and Caroline when she was on it. Like, I think there is something to be said for people like Kim and Brandy and Teresa who show all the ugly parts of themselves.
0: I 100% agree. What do you think is going to happen to Juicy Joe?
1: I mean, they're going to divorce soon. I think. Do you think so? I do.
0: Do you think he cheated on her? 100% yes. In the vineyard, remember when they were like having sex in a vineyard? Oh my
1: god, I totally forgot that that happened. Do you remember that? When she, she got he, like, phone...
0: forced her? No, he got a phone call and then he was like, uh, 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 and was talking in, I want to say he was talking in Italian. I don't even
1: know if he was talking in Italian. Maybe he was.
0: Maybe. Okay, now Damien, we have gone through 89 Housewives in 58 minutes, and I blame the skinny girl, which was delicious! Thank you, Bethany! So I want to give a Quick update on the Potomac reunion in Dallas premiere before we say
1: adieu.
0: Um, Potomac boring.
1: Yeah. I just, there's the stakes aren't high in any other drama.
0: They're not. And I feel like they're not well-practiced and they came in with, separate individual lines and they would give a line and give a read and give some shade throw some shade and then the person would receive it and be like huh and then they'd move on there was no back and forth there was nothing to be said other than ashley's husband is on the dl
1: aside from robin's like financial stuff like no one has shown anything
0: personal personal yet yeah
1: next season they will if they come back
0: Right, I think that Karen has some real interesting skeletons in her closet. I think that she
1: and Giselle both do, and that's why they both have, like, such characters created already to, like, protect themselves.
0: But Giselle's skeletons came out a little, at least in, like, the Daily Mail and other tabloids. I mean, Giselle had her husband who cheated on her, who was, like, a very wealthy pastor in like the church circuit mm. and then cheated on her and they got a crazy divorce and then she moved back, blah blah blah. So at least I saw a little bit of some internal strife that inspired her return to Potomac. But Karen Huger I just didn't get a damn thing about. I just she's like the grand dame of Potomac, which I appreciate. There needs to be someone in that role. But I just didn't get enough from her. Yeah. I needed more. I needed more. I needed more shade. I needed more stuff. I needed just, I need a little dibble dabble more. I need more focus. I think she's needed. I me, needed a better vacation than going to Bethany Beach, which sounds like a nightmare. That that's, like like
1: a like a, that's, that's like a weekend
0: like trip. That's like a pit stop on the way to Target. Yeah. It's like, that's not a destination, and I felt bad for them. Um, okay, wait. Dallas premiere. What to say? Hated it.
1: I didn't hate it. I actually was like, I'm going to hate this, and I was like, oh, I'm into this kind of. I'm. I just. I there's just. I have. It's a lot to watch, and I feel overwhelmed with like. I watched. If I watched this many Housewives, but I was into.
0: Damian, it's your duty. It's your civic duty. Listen, Hillary Clinton is running for president. We have a DVR, and they are equally important.
1: There was a car. Equally. There's a carney There's
0: a carney in Dallas. There's a former she cheerleader. Has that hair and I hate everything about her. I hate her. I hate that she works at being a volunteer for a living and thinks it's a job. It's not a job, sweetie. It's a hobby. And they talked
1: about farting and pooping so much.
0: Several times. Jesus juice. Drink every time you hear the word Jesus followed by juice, followed by a poop <laughs> joke. And then you have it. You have a day. I mean, I was really...
1: I was kind of into it, so I'm not going to... I um, was kind of into it. I,
0: the gin, just I like the ginge. I kind of like her. She's funny. Man, and I felt like she was the only one. She was sort of the surprise. She was the only one that would... Like walk the walk when everyone else was talking the talk. She actually said to the Carmy "But that's the only way I can address her."
1: Well, yeah, I'm like, I mean,
0: sort of a douche. I also
1: like that she, the redhead and the blonde. I don't know what their name is. Yet. They don't have names, but they're like real best friends. And that blonde, with yeah, that watch what happens live, like yeah, in, the yeah, yeah, yeah. in the
0: audience. In the audience watching, which is so sweet. So I'll
1: be interested to see how it evolves because I feel like that's what I want. Like I like the real dynamic between people. So I hope to see. Dallas maybe surprised me because I was not excited about it and then I was like, hey, I'm actually into this episode.
0: Um, I don't think they're going to surprise me. Maybe they'll entertain me, but it's a real up-in-the-air, Misha Goss. Like Carney. Germ- I know there's a Carney who would talk about her life getting stuff stolen she got in the head. But I wanted to be like... Lisa Vanderbum has not lived <laughs> harder to tell. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens with the Carney, but I'm a hundred percent sure she's gonna be the Kenya of West Texas. Yeah, probably she felt like the wicked witch. So that's I guess what they've got going for her, the one with the black hair. I was also just, just total sidebar. Super annoyed that they didn't have a person of color in a Real Housewives of Texas. Yeah, I think because Dallas. Was, I think they it's, couldn't have been more white.
1: But I think it maybe it's because of Dallas, like the area of Dallas, opposed to like maybe like a Houston or something. Yeah, San Antonio. Yeah, I, don't I got know. drunk
0: there in the fall. I that's don't all care. I remember. There were cowboys. It was fine.
1: I mean, maybe that's a good place
0: to stop. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I feel... And also that
1: Brandy Glanville is it. the most underrated Brandy housewife Glenn of all time. Brandi Glanville's the
0: devil. Drink every time you want her to never come back. So just constantly drink and then grow up and be Kim. Um, David, <laughs> it's such a pleasure. As always, so much to talk about and discuss. Beverly Hills reunion, part one. I feel
1: like I was less fun this time because I just got really angry Damon, about Kim. David, you got Kim. a little
0: <laughs> head full. That's okay. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to pretend that your devotion to Brandy might be a symptom of the disease that you currently have living in your body. And once it leaves in the next 7 to 10, you're going to join us in the world of reality. All right. So there's so much to happen, so much to come. I feel like we should cheers with Ramona PG. Ramona rated X. Boy. Not rated. Never rated.
1: You're going Cheer-
0: to Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding, girl. You try to pretend you know, like you because were. Because my impulse is to go for Bethany's million dollars and stay away from Ramona's 50 cents. Guys, such a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. And we so look forward to drinking more with you again next week. We always have
1: a great time.
0: Yay! Cheers, turtle time, guys. Turtle time forever. Take care.